0: who will tune in, everybody who just stopped by for a second. Thank you all for Thank being you. a part of this. I think my day we are by for a second even though he's at work. <laughs> <laughs> we, we are uh, here with Maya, Luz oro Yes and uh-huh. we are going to talk about Thanksgiving. And what that means, a little bit about that. And then also other topics that come up in flow because, you know, that's just how we That's how we do here on duality and in general. (laughs) We we balance it out. So it's it's about about that balance always. So just, you know, everything that comes up will come up. So with that being said, Maya, would you like to introduce yourself and let everybody know a little bit about you? Yeah, this is funny. This is like the second time I'm saying the same
1: thing. (laughs) I don't know what's going to come out this time, but good morning, everybody. I don't even know if this is going to be considered morning anymore. It's basically after afternoon <laughs> mm-hmm. um good morning this is take two of our attempts at um podcasting together um this morning our our first attempt was like really beautiful it was a beautiful excellent practice run through and it didn't work out so here we are <laughs> um, my name is maya soto and um i am a Taino and shawnee woman um, I was born and raised in the middle of nowhere, upstate New York, in a little town called Newfield, um, which is like 20 minutes south of Ithaca. Um, and oh gosh, let's see, what is there about me? I'm a recent high school graduate from the Lehman Alternative Community School. What's going
0: on in the background? <laughs> Oh, you're is just <laughs> out. He's doing the most right now. He just has to. <laughs> <He> just <laughs> run and full speed. I'm so sorry.
1: No, you're fine. I am 17 years old, and <clears throat> um, I guess two fun facts about me. I am the co-director of my family's nonprofit organization, the Traditional Center for Indigenous Knowledge and Healing, and I am a business owner with the lovely Alexis Esposito, and we have our craft and jewelry and medicine shop, behugo Del Loyo. Um, yeah. I am. Do you guys have um, a website up for your? We don't have a website theater? up, but we do have social media. We do. Okay.
0: For both. So make sure you follow. Yeah. We'll put, um, we'll put the links to everything, the nonprofit and your business. Um, in in the uh, description below, so that everybody can follow and support you guys. Yes. Yeah. Thank you. Um, other
1: important things about me: um, I am a uh, active community member in many different communities. Um, I am a water protector and a land defender, and um, those are really key aspects of who I am um and that is just how I was brought up um I don't know what else to say I dyed my hair blonde
0: <laughs> that looks great it looks awesome I love
1: it I can't stop well you,
0: yeah, well, you shouldn't you shouldn't have to you shouldn't have to you know it's like especially when you get your hair fresh and you're just like wow this is new this is new version of me okay cool i love this version i love that other version too but it's nice to have like little different variations of what we throw into our hair and stuff it is oh fun fact
1: ashley thinks i'm 37 even though i'm 17
0: (laughs) (laughs) because she's timeless she's ageless don't let her fool you she's I 17 but i hope when i'm 37 ashley's like you don't worry you still look 17 oh yeah absolutely i'm sure i'm sure listen i like you have your personal esthetician right here you're going to guarantee i'm always that genetic beautiful. like oh yeah it's gonna be great it's gonna be great (laughs) (laughs) so yeah thank you um thank you for sharing a little bit about yourself and for being you for being here I'm happy that I can look at you while we're talking I'm just gonna stress that a little bit yeah um (laughs) so yeah um what do you feel Mm -hmm. as an indigenous woman has been one of the most important things that has been instilled in you growing up
1: Ooh, that's a big one. (laughs) Um, I feel like my immediate reaction is to just dive right into um, a story. (laughs) Is that okay? Of course. Okay. Um, so for me, being raised as an indigenous woman has meant a variety of things, but most importantly, it's meant that I've always really had like a solid foundation in my life. Um and um, you know, as I think every young person does, at some point you're like, wait, is this my foundation? Do I want this to be my foundation? And so <laughs> um there have been <clears throat> times in the not so distant past, even though it feels like it's really far away now. Um when I have very much like strayed, I think, from who I feel I am um, in my connection to traditional ways of life and ceremony. And I think the most important thing that has been instilled in me um, is knowing that that is always something that I can return to. And um, when I step back from those things, I felt really lost as I think like a lot of people do when they start to question their faith and, I'm just really grateful that it was instilled in me that that was some, like, stepping away from it. Like, there was no shame in that. And that, you know, it's fair to explore all these different options in your life, no matter how young or how old you are. Um, And just having that door left open for me when I was ready to come back was so important um, because it's really... Um, fundamental and just like who I am and um, yeah.
0: That's really beautiful that's really like important you know the fact that it's that that um, being raised the way that you've been raised and uh, being around the people that you've been around and the family that you have it have felt made you you know feel that comfort in it's okay to explore yourself and like always return back home like in the way of of your people and that's like that's really beautiful that's really beautiful thank you for sharing that I feel like that's like there's so many different cultures and religions and just upbringings in general that don't provide that safety of Mm. self, like Uh, Like finding exploration within your faith and what you believe in. And then also, like, having that, like, okay, but you could come home after you're done. You know, it's Mm -hmm. like a lifetime springer Like, it's, (laughs) you know, that's uh, really important. And I feel like more people should definitely, you know, instill that, especially in children. So important. You know, root chakra, everything in our root, everything in our, in our uh, safety and our fight or flight to like provide I feel like if we have more spaces that are provided and um families and households that kind of go about it in that way there would be a lot more uh safety instilled in ourselves mm. growing up so that's like yeah that just like really hit so thank you thank you <laughs> for sharing that I was just like wow yeah um yeah yeah. So important. So important. And uh, mm. what's your favorite thing about being indigenous? Oh, um, that's a tough one, too.
1: My favorite thing about being indigenous. Um, I think the sense of humor that we all have, <laughs> honestly, um. And I really don't mean that in, like, a stereotypical way. Um, but it's really, I feel like it's pretty universal. Like, just the, like, the real, like, cut and dry, like, like just, like, super blunt sense of humor was just, like, um, I, don't, I can't think of an example right now. <laughs> um, it's just very, it's very open, and I think a lot of people looking from the outside in would think like, oh, like this is not okay. (laughs) Um, Because there's just like such an openness that comes with like that sense of humor. Um, I think it's really just being honest and then also just being able to find humor in things that other people wouldn't necessarily find humor in like the something else memes. I don't know if you've seen them.
0: I don't know. Um, when the, oh, yes, yeah, Oh, something else, yeah, with the uh, option that was broadcasted, yeah.
1: Yeah, when um, <laughs> the elections were um, still, like, front and center, um, and um, I think it was CNN that was, like, um, releasing percentages of the vote, um, and instead of, like, having an Indigenous or Native American option, um, it was just something else. And, like, so many people took, like, huge offense to that. And, like, I definitely took offense to it, but it was, like, I don't know. I don't know. Yes, I took offense to it, but I also didn't just, like, let it take over how I was feeling. And then, like, um, in the following, like, two days, I was just, like, my Instagram and my Facebook feed were just, like, filled with memes um regarding the topic and I just feel like that's so important like just being able to find humor in those things um I think that's definitely like a sign of resiliency and I'm not even like a fan of the word resiliency I don't like being described as resilient I used to I don't anymore (laughs) <laughs> um, and I wouldn't describe myself as resilient Even though I think like I bounce back really well from things I don't know if you want to talk about resiliency And why it's not something
0: I like to you feel called to talk about it This is, you know, we're here to <laughs> you And yeah, what it is that comes through So if that's something you feel want to share like, for
1: sure. Okay, well, I feel like resiliency and grit go hand in hand a lot, um, especially in like the education realm. Um, oh my gosh, it's Jonathan. (laughs) Sorry. Um, I feel like grit and resiliency really go hand in hand a lot of the time. And, um, you know, grit is a word that is often used to describe, um, Black and African American students, um, and their ability to sort of overcome certain circumstances outside of the educational world, um, and then just, like, put those things aside and then just, like, focus on school, um, and I was always described as really resilient by my teachers and by my peers and, um, even my family members, and it's, like, yeah, okay, like, thank you for acknowledging that I have overcome a lot of things, um, but it's also, I can't, I'm having a hard time describing it. It's like, yes, I've overcome a lot of things, and I have succeeded in many ways, regardless of those things. Um, but similarly to being described as like gritty, I feel like being described as resilient is like um a way of almost like tokenizing people who do have to overcome different challenges in their lives in order to get to. Um, somewhere that um, somebody with more privilege might not have to overcome in order to get to
0: the same place. Absolutely, no, that makes complete sense. There's um, something that I was reading, <coughs> season recently, that was talking about the burnout and uh, talking about a lot of different things that we experience when kind of uh, combating opposition and how it gets glorified rather than like, like, yo, you're okay. You know, like, are you okay? Like, you know, like checking in. Cause then once you're known as resilient, then it's like, or once you're known as also a strong woman or a strong person, it's like now is there no need to yeah. be nurtured or taken care of? It's like this superhero complex yeah. that comes out and it's like, don't put me up here when I'm a human, I might have a day that I actually need your help. So exactly. it's Exactly. Exactly. It's yeah. like a pedestal. It's a pedestal. Definitely. for sure. And oh, yeah. you
1: know, there was a time in my life when I really <clears throat> struggled with my mental health and it's still like an active like thing that I'm working on. But, you know, when I was in school in ninth grade, um, I had a really, really hard time with my mental health and I was really struggling and oftentimes being somebody who was described as resilient when I reached out for help they were like oh no 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 like you're resilient you've got this like thank you for acknowledging everything that I have gone through
0: but that is yeah. actually not what I need from you right now <laughs> it's like you're the, you're there drowning and you're like trying to reach out you're like I I like forgot I, I how to Oh, no, no, no. you've got this you're like you got this <laughs> go ahead and they're like sitting right next to a like what is that like the donut things that you throw you know and it's like yeah that's done so much in in so many spectrums when it comes to race and gender and just um you know so many I don't know the word I guess like not privileged you know experiences in life um that that is the case. And it's like, just because I was was supposed to be strong in these situations, just because you were supposed to be strong in these situations, just because they were supposed to be strong in these situations does not mean that they just need to barrel through life at all times. And that there isn't any grace period, the same way that there can be grace period for someone who may have um, shown more struggle with things. Mm-hmm. Um, Cause then it's just not fair or balanced so thank you for bringing that up because it's it's something that's reoccurring it's something that's been coming up a lot in um in just like my life and my awareness and my feed and you know how it all just kind of comes together so it's uh yeah it was and needed to be talked about and I'm sure a lot of people tune in definitely needed to hear that as well and have that confirmation yeah.
1: Yeah, and, you know, in that vein, like, if anybody is, like, watching this and you're struggling right now and, like, you need help, like, don't be afraid to demand that help. Because the reality is, like, especially if you are a woman or you are young or you are a person of color or all of the above or you are a member of the LGBTQ plus community, sometimes we have to demand these things because they're not going to just be handed over to us because people love to romanticize the struggles
0: that we Live with everything. Absolutely, absolutely. Mm-hmm. Speaking on that, and kind of segueing from there, um, you know, talking about what is coming up tomorrow, mm-hmm. which is the holiday that gets celebrated as Thanksgiving, and there's a lot of misinformation that is been around Thanksgiving, things that we've been taught in textbooks and um, traditions that have been kept that are really not necessarily uh, rooted in traditional ways Mm -hmm. and um, I just wanted to touch base with you and see kind of what you're feeling called to talk about first on that topic and we'll go from there.
1: Yeah, um, well, tomorrow is, you know, Thanksgiving, and, um, I feel like Thanksgiving is, like, glorified Columbus Day. (laughs) Um, Like, there's Columbus uh Day, where, like, nothing happens, and then there's Thanksgiving, where it's, like, actually, let's celebrate colonizers, like, for real this time. (laughs) Um, and... You know, I personally, I have plans for tomorrow. My family will be enjoying a home-cooked meal with um, some of our other family. And that will be the extent of what we do. Might turn on the TV, might watch some football. I'm not really a big football person. Um, But, you know, um, in that, it's just like a regular... Like, we're going to see our family and we're going to have dinner and, like, we might watch some TV. Like, it's not like we're doing this because tomorrow is Thanksgiving. It's just, like, we're going together and enjoy each other's company. And I think that's really valid, and I wouldn't want to stop anybody from having quality time with their family. <coughs> um, but there is certainly a lot of misinformation everywhere about thanksgiving and thanksgiving is a highly debated topic especially the history of thanksgiving um which in my mind is kind of kind of stupid because it's like no these are the facts and those facts you know i think um i was telling you earlier about the um infographs that i had been making recently um regarding thanksgiving and you know just starting with like the basic like No, the first time colonizers came to the Americas was not, in fact, um, when the Mayflower arrived in Plymouth, Massachusetts. It was um, before then, and it was in the Bahamas, and also Columbus never even stepped foot on the mainland. (laughs) Um, People don't know that. People don't know that. And... um, I feel like that's just such a good place to start because it's like a solid fact. And um, even though, you know, anybody can deny a certain fact, it's not like something that's really genuinely disputable. Um, But a lot of people aren't aware of that because they just aren't educated about it because um, everything happens in this country for a reason. And, um, you know, history is... Gosh, there's a perfect quote that I'm not remembering. Fable agreed upon. And I can't remember who said that. Um, But, you know, in this country, that is the history that we have decided that we are going to follow and believe as the truth. Or that we, we have decided as in past tense Um, And now we have the opportunity to move away from that. Um, But that starts with the simple facts of basic education that a lot of
0: people lack. Yeah. Yeah. And um, that kind of opens up the door to like a lot of other things that, you know, we've been taught in school that may um, not really be rooted in love. Let's just say that.
1: Yeah, definitely. Um, something that's been really resonating with me, um, is, you know, the fact that there are so many people in our communities that go without on a daily basis. And tomorrow is just another day that these people are going to go without. While, you know, the people who have more privilege are likely going to be binging on, on healthy food um in our you know consumerist society I don't know if that was the right use of that word it sounded right
0: <laughs> yeah I think it's right I think it I think it was right. <laughs> um, so, I'm like, but then again I'm not the best with with, with <laughs> correct. so I'm just I'm gonna say yeah It's just another day when all these people
1: are going to go without and we're, you know, everybody else is going to be consuming large amounts of food with their family and, you know, speaking about the things that they're grateful for, um, when, you know, in reality, um, there are more practical things that we could be doing, especially, I think, during a year like this, um, 2020, (laughs) uh, that's all I have to say about 2020 is just 2020. Um, 2020 is
0: has been just like no other really. Like yeah,
1: 2020
0: gives wow. in this year. Wow. <laughs> <That's crazy. laughs> I'm, I'm trying to click off this filter and it's just clicking. I'm just leaving. I don't know how to work this. I'm leaving just it alone. Just click it again. Just click it again. I click it again?
1: Uh-huh. That should work. I don't
0: I don't know. I don't know how to work Instagram oh, live. Slide guys. all the way.
1: Slide all the way. <laughs> okay. all the way. <laughs> Back to the beginning. Like. To the left? All the way to the left? Yeah, like
0: that. Right. There's so many of these. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. We're good. We're good. All right. Awesome. <laughs> yeah. Um back to the podcast
1: (laughs) Um, I just can't get over you know the fact that like there are things like practical things that people could be doing Um, and instead they're just going to sit around and do what we do best in America you know eat unhealthy amounts of food and watch TV and And pretend
0: and buy and buy and the thing that's crazy is like I wonder what's really gonna go on um, this Black Friday and like in in regards to like stores and stuff, especially with you Are know every. See white ladies,
1: you know, fighting each other over TVs.
0: Like doing stampede <laughs> to like get, you know, uh, I don't even know, like something. I don't know. something on Bath and Body Works. Like uh, yeah, I like don't know. Who knows? It's yeah. It's 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 just like. Hmm. <sighs>
1: Something that I noticed regarding social distancing is that when people become impatient, they are far less likely to maintain, you know, like the standard, like six foot.
0: Keep your mask on, kind do of. People moment. social distance upstate. Do they actually do it? That's great because it's like
1: more than not grocery stores. People try, yeah, we try, Um, and it becomes impossible in certain situations, like when you're in the grocery store. In the grocery store, store. like you can't maintain a six foot distance at all times. (laughs) Um, But like yesterday with this market that I was vending at with my family. Um, There was this absurd line for our local donut shop and everybody was like six feet apart with their masks on and all this good stuff. And then it was like getting later and colder and people were getting impatient. And like the distance between people was like squishing together and like as people get impatient, they're just much more likely to stop following social distancing protocols.
0: And all rules in general, and all morals in general, and just like you know, one of the one of the jobs that I do is I'm a barista, and Mm -hmm. in that job, like you just witness every day people, especially at this particular place, people are not just listening or reading like the signs where it's like, this is the, where you pick up mobile. This is where you pick up, you know, you place your order. Here's where you stand. There's the dots on the floor. And that's just like, not, oh, oh bye by in, in, in a big sense, you know? And, really? and it's like to the point that I see some people, especially if I'm on reg, if I'm on register, like I'll look over and I'll see, you know, someone very close to another person. I'll ask them to move, because I see like maybe someone who's like kind of shy or like doesn't want to like cause anything. Like I see them uncomfortable and this person's like over their shoulder and I'm like, excuse me, can you mind standing over there? Because it's like, this is what, just in general. And this is something that I hope lasts forever. You know, when it comes to 2020 and like the, the, the pros living in New York city and growing up over here, there's just, it's like, like, boundaries and like personal space i never knew really what like that could be like outside you know um because it's just everyone's just on the go and they're running and they're doing that i can't even imagine in manhattan or i can't even in brooklyn like i'm i can't even imagine you know what i'm saying like at moments i've been to Brooklyn. i haven't been in manhattan all year this year but um it's it's
1: just like manhattan the other day it wasn't that bad. Cool. I was, like in Manhattan, Manhattan. I was,
0: like, at Penn Station. Oh, wow. That's good. That's good to know. I mean, I'm sure also at times of the day and things like that. It's just, like, most importantly, it's just, like, respect personal space. When you are so close to somebody, not only do you not only germs right like you got physical realm you got germs now you got like emotional and mental realm like i don't want to feel your stuff i'm already working on my own i don't need you that close to my field of 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 being like to be feeling what you're feeling you know and and that's why i feel like that's something i hope that stays for a while like keep that six feet and like hold that for the rest of our lives because I just I really like it here for that that's really yeah. it you know but it's here's um telling me all these
1: horrible things about personal space as I applied to college in Manhattan what happened <laughs> I said here's you telling me all these terrible things about personal space in the city as I apply to college in Manhattan
0: <laughs> yeah you know well, I mean oh well, you know there's there's time you know and there's also like Things can, you know, be changing. And right now there's like so much uncertainty. And you know, I'm trying to make it better. I'm trying to make it better. It's, everything will be the way it's supposed to be. And I trust <laughs> that. and I trust that for you. And I trust I you. So I know it all But yeah, it's it's just a matter of like, it's just like people in general, like common courtesy, like just respect people's space, period, like pandemic, non-pandemic, whatever it is, just respect yeah. people's space. and, and res- respect people's energy, respect people's mindset, respect people's yeah. mental you know to not invade on them in any way shape or form. This is a physical manifestation of people needing to understand what boundaries are.
1: Yeah. Definitely.
0: Back to Thanksgiving. <laughs> <laughs> now it's like now, we, now that we're having a conversation face to face, it's like really <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we're, we can go. We can go and, and talk. You know, for the rest of the day with you guys, and yeah. um, it, it sure definitely won't be the last time you will be seeing Maya on here. And Aww. I'm excited for the different versions and topics that will be on. Because it's like, how can I possibly fit you in? For it's like, I feel like this with like a lot of people too that like come here are going to come on here. It's like, how can I possibly fit all of your greatness into 30 minutes? I can only give people a dose. Like we, you know, and if they're lucky enough, they can have another one, you know, if they need it, (laughs) you know, and um, what if it's in alignment? So, yeah, with that being said, what do you think are better ways that people could celebrate uh, Thanksgiving this year or different things that they can do, even apply? You know, um, there's a lot of posts I've also been seeing on having like conversation about what Actually happened on Thanksgiving and uh, to those you know uh, non-indigenous folks and um, and just people uh, that you know aren't educated in general you know on on the topic would do you think that a nice grounded uh, rooted in love kind of way would be uh, to kind of go about Just, like, different things, just whatever comes to mind, however you're feeling about it. I feel like there's, like, a couple,
1: like, tiers of, like, things that you can do, like, a couple different, like, levels. And, you know, starting out, like, really simple without even, like, going in and thinking about, like, how you're celebrating Thanksgiving. Um, Like, you know, starting with making yourself aware of, you know, Indigenous community members or um, organizations and people that you can support, um, you know, it's as simple as following these people on social media. Like, that is a very basic place to start. And then, you know, slightly, slightly higher on the scale, there's, you know, indigenous businesses that you can support. And those businesses you can support by buying their products. Um, so there's, you know, I could list people off the top of my head, but I won't. <laughs> um, and then I think, like, next level up is just, like, personally making yourself aware of you know, the, the nuances in what it means to be celebrating Thanksgiving, um, you know, educating yourself. And then higher next level is like making yourself aware and then considering how you're going to celebrate Thanksgiving, adjusting how you're going to celebrate and then sharing that with your family and your community members. And then I think like at the very pinnacle Um, is teaching your children to give thanks every day Um, and helping them to unlearn what we all have subscribed to, um, you know, being capitalism, consumerism, um, colonialism. I, I think that's really like the best thing that you can do is to teach your children to give thanks every day because then you are changing the mindset of the next generation, which will literally change the mindset of the entire society and world that we live in within the next couple of hundred years.
0: Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. And it's like, you know, Thanksgiving. I feel like, I feel like that's a, I feel like that's a really good medium to have, you know, cause it's like, there's so much that definitely should be acknowledged and I think it's really important for each of us to individually do the work and inquire on our own time beyond Thanksgiving you know like knowing let, let Thanksgiving be a catalyst if that's what you need for it mm. but to allow yourself to really understand the land that you're on mm. and the the people that came before you, the people that came before, you know, the the colonizers and before everything that is celebrated in Thanksgiving and in Columbus Day was and like really get rooted in history and um and teach yourself, bring yourself back to school but in the right way. And yeah. you know, it might not always be something that's like a, a really nice tale like they try to put in school, but it's right. the reality of it and and it's still real and it still exists and it's important to be acknowledged so that those people can also heal and those spirits can also you know have, find peace and like being bypassed and and glorified you know and um it's really important for us to do this inquiry on our own and like i said if you need the catalyst let it be thanksgiving or let it be you know these different things that are coming up just um don't let it stop here on this one day for this one thing you know this the inquiry should always be open and not only to this topic but to many other topics and just allow yourself to understand that when we're facing truth like it might not feel good in that moment and but it's it it aligns and it clicks things because it's real and it makes more space for other real truths to come that you might've been praying about, you know, mm-hmm. to find out the truth within something in your life. And the more you inquire with truth within, within our lives, within, you know, the world mm-hmm. and, that we live in, you very well could stumble upon the exact truth that you were looking for. It's just spirit works in different ways. And it's like, just listen to yourself and what is pulling to you and also listen to what is not pulling to you and that you have immense repulsion to. Like sure. That trigger is also like shining light on something very important that should be inquired on. Any kind of extreme emotion, I feel like, should always be like, all right, well, today... I felt very offended by this or this, like that you to even write that down and to revisit it at another point, you'll revisit it on accident. Even if you don't open up your book, it'll just happen. So it's
1: like, I just want to say quickly, I was wrong. (laughs) I was wrong. The best thing that you can do uh, is land back. And I mean that in like the most straight up way people You know, don't really, I think, take it seriously. Um, But the best thing that you can do is, like Ashley was saying, is learn about whose land that you are on and, you know, find that community. And if you are, you know, especially if you are a white person um, and you are somebody with more privilege, um, consider giving up a portion of the land that you reside on, whether it's your home or the property around your home um or if it means buying a lot that you can afford and donating it that Mm -hmm. is that is like back to basics the best thing that you can do
0: right now thank you for explaining that because i was going to be my next question as far as like what is land back for people to know like that it's more than just a hashtag it's more than just a saying and like so you really explained it and um yeah, that's it. That's it's not. It's not like all right. Well, here you're you're white and you're not worthy of anything and give it all, all away. It's like do the right thing. And if you're a person who has privilege and and are fortunate enough to have land, you know, even just communicating with these indigenous communities, and you know, you don't you don't have to like move out of your house and be homeless and just so. No communicate with the community people
1: are like how do you expect me to give up my home and my livelihood for people that i don't even know and that's not what it is that's not what land back is if that's what you think land back is then you i'm sorry to say have to do some educating
0: of yourself Absolutely. <laughs> and that's the thing i feel like <clears throat> as far as like a, a medium and a channel in in the it as as like a podcast identity of like a bridge between worlds, right? This this podcast kind of goes into all different spectrums, all different places, all different demographics. And I'm not here to do the work for these people that don't know, but I'm here to bring light to it so that yeah. it touch base on it a little bit so that if it, if, if it feels like something... You can kind of go with that and and do more research from it. But also, I'm not going to just speak on things, assuming that everybody knows about what it is. And um, I think that's the way everything should be handled, because when we go into over explaining things and I know and, you know, I could be the queen of that, um, (laughs) it comes from more of a space of, like, internal. It's not really for anyone else. It's like, I'm afraid that I feel I'm going to be misunderstood, so I'm going to continue talking about something in circles, and that's not actually educating people. It's like kind of just like enabling your own trauma, so Mm -hmm. taking that deep, mindful breath and bringing yourself back into, you know, what it is that you want to say is, uh, you know, really just important with everything that we do so yeah yeah land back and be grateful Send gratitude you know supporting indigenous what no no go ahead you're fine I was just gonna say some board I just I just put it all in one word um (laughs) supporting indigenous Businesses, nonprofits, that's what I wanted to talk about. Could you talk a little bit about the nonprofit that you're a part of and also your beautiful business
1: as well that you. I can talk briefly about it, yeah. And unfortunately, I'm going to have to head out soon. Um, so, I am the co director of my family's nonprofit, the Traditional Center for Indigenous Knowledge and Healing. Um, and we focus really heavily on food sovereignty and healing trauma. And that is very much the work that we do. Um, So recently we have um, started renting an office space in downtown Ithaca, which is near where we live. Um, And we are leveraging that space as a sort of storefront um, for indigenous community members um, who want to um, sell their jewelry, their crafts, their music, their art, um, their medicine, all of these things. Um, and, um, you know, it's been interesting, like finding the balance of what we want to do and what we can do during the pandemic. Um, because we were very, we're very community oriented and, um, you know, not being able to necessarily have in-person gatherings like we would like to was definitely tough. Um, and I think we've been finding like a good balance now closer to the end of the year. Um, we recently had two discussions around um, seed sovereignty, food sovereignty, and how that um, inter... How, how that um, is related to healing trauma. Um, so that's a little bit about t SIC. Um, and you can find us on Instagram and Facebook. Um, and we do have a website. It's just tsick.org. That's T-C-I-K-H.
0: Um, otherwise. Something else that you can do on Thanksgiving as well is donate to these beautiful nonprofits and businesses that you see, you know, if that's something yeah. that feels good the next day from, you know, open to spending a lot of money on black Friday for a whole bunch of things that we don't mm, need. Um, yeah. That kind of distract ourselves from the important things. So, you know, even sharing um, and donating and following and just supporting in any way, shape and form that you can and where you're at with it, you know, is really important. I'll be sure to tag everyone under this.
1: Another really awesome thing we had the opportunity to do this year was to provide um, between 10 and 15, I think it was like 12, Um, fully subsidized CSAs. So we provided fresh, local, organically grown food for 12 indigenous and black and uh, BIPOC families this summer. So that was awesome. That's Um, beautiful. That was weekly. People got their weekly boxes of fresh produce. That was fantastic. Mm -hmm. Um, And then there's bejuko, which is... Um, it's been a start and go process, um, starting a nonprofit as, um, you know, to indigenous women is hard enough in itself. And then you add on top of that, the fact that I was in school and the fact that Alexis is also, um, the co-director of the nonprofit and all of these other outside things, they really factor in. Um, so Bayhuko is very small. We're still getting off the ground. Um, but it's really, uh,
0: Keep talking. Then I grab one of the earrings. What's that? Um, we were
1: in the Dunkin' Donuts um, drive-through one day, and we were like, "Why don't we just start a business?" Um, and it's funny to say because, like, so much thought I feel like goes into so many startups. Um, and we were like, "No, you know what? We're just gonna do it," and it's taken off from there. Um, you know, we both craft, we both bead, we both sew. Um, and we will, um, make medicine. Oh, look, it's our earrings. Um, so yeah, that's a big huko, And it literally started in the Dunkin' Donuts drive through in Canandaigua, New York. <laughs> I did not know that. That's <laughs> great. and I were in the drive-thru and we were getting ready to go to an Indigenous woman's gathering. And we were like, you know what? We're starting a business. <laughs>
0: Thanks uh, complete
1: medicine. Yeah. Mm-hmm. that's what happens. So Behuko is on Facebook um, and our Instagram is not currently up and running um, but you can find us on Facebook and um, you can also, like, if you have any inquiries, you can email us at behuco at gmail dot com that's B-E-H-U-K-O at gmail dot com
0: yeah. Okay, well, Thank you so much for coming on. Thank you for your patience for our our second trial. I believe <laughs> it was a beautiful success, and I'm much. Um, it happened exactly just like you said earlier. It's going to go exactly the way it needs to go.
1: Yeah, and thank you so much for having me. This was awesome, and we will definitely
0: be again. Oh. Yeah. yeah Not sure. sure. Yeah. Well, enjoy your day, and thank you.